Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's edition of Insurance Solutions for Retirement. I'm your host, Bill Decker, and we are in the month of April. So I thought it might be fun to talk about some tax strategies since we are in the month of April and uh, we all know that this is tax season. So we're going to spend this month talking about different strategies on handling taxes when it comes to retirement. Today's topic, we're going to delve into RMDs, or what's also known as Required Minimum Distributions. So basically what this is, is all those years that we've been putting money away and putting it into our deferred savings accounts, and this could be you know, your 401k at work, uh, your IRAs that you've kind of started, uh, if you're uh, self-employed, maybe you have a SEP, uh, you have, if you work for a nonprofit, maybe a 401, 401Bs, different, all these different types of scenarios, but they all have in common is that they're deferred. The taxes are deferred on these. You've been getting tax deductions to put this money away. And now Uncle Sam, he's going to come and knock him at 70 and a half. And he's going to want you to start taking money out of those accounts if you haven't already and paying the taxes on that. Now, people who've done a really good job of planning for retirement, it's not uncommon to see when they come in with their statements and we start looking at this, it's like you're going to be put into another tax bracket with your RMDs. Uncle Sam, it's a, it's a, it's a modern... It's a minimum amount of what they're requiring. Basically, when you're 72 and a half, it starts at about 3.65%, and it gradually goes up from there. But if you've done a good job, and you know you have over a million dollars, $750,000 in your retirement savings accounts, and you're having to pull that money out, that could put you into another tax bracket. So now you're even paying higher taxes. You know, it always used to crack me up when I was working in the, you know, the banking field, and we used to... You know, have clients come in and we're talking to the employees about their 401ks. And I never did those presentations. I was there for different reasons. But as the group, that would be part of the conversations that we were talking about. And it always amazed me how we would hear the conver- this, conver- this conversation all the time of, well, you know, when you get to retirement, you're going to be a lower tax bracket. And I remember walk- coming out of an office one day and saying this to the gentleman who did the presentation. I was like, you know, why is it that people would want to invest with us when we're telling them we're going to do such a good job with their money that they're going to be in a lower tax bracket when they retire than when they were working? I mean, why does that make sense for them? Well, you can imagine uh, the answer probably wasn't as positive as uh, I was hoping to receive, and it became very obvious at that point that I was not the type of person to war- work in a uh, in a corporate environment, and uh, you know the independent world uh, was much better for me to be able to serve clients and and not serve the corporation or or, or the shareholders uh, on that case. So it became pretty evident that around, around that time that the corporate structure was was not for me. But you know, digressing though, it's, it's it's advice, and I've heard this. You know, people have heard this over and over again. You're going to be in this lower tax bracket, and it's probably not true. The reality is today that we are in one of the lowest tax seasons we've ever been in in this country. There's been a few minor times where the tax rates have been lower than they are right now, but they are historic lows. And as our deficit continues to grow, the government's going to need to be looking at ways of getting more tax revenue or controlling spending. Now, what do you think is more possible of happening? The government to learn how to control spending or coming up with more ways to confiscate tax money? I'm not a betting person usually, but I'm going to put my money on then number two, that they're going to come up with more ways of finding ways to tax us. 
So having strategies for your retirement savings accounts is a good idea. And the earlier that you can prepare for those, probably the better. So when we're looking at RMDs and we know that 70 and a half, they're going to come. We have a couple options. When you start at 59 and a half is when you can actually start accessing this. Now, some employers have different rules, but usually there's some flexibility for you to start accessing some of these accounts. And I'm going to talk to you about three strategies today. The number one strategy is talking about taking that money, paying the taxes today, converting it to a Roth account, and then allowing it to continue to grow, never having to pay taxes again. And that's what a Roth IRA account allows you to do. Now, you do have to open up a Roth IRA account with earned money. So if you're still working, you can open up a Roth. If you've already retired, you can still open up a Roth if you're converting money from a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA. So that's number one. And that really is a great way. You know, there's a story that you might have heard about. You know, if someone comes up to a farmer and says to the farmer, you know, I'm going to get from the IRS, and he knocks on the farmer's door, and he says, hey, I'm going to give you the opportunity to pay taxes early to me. I'm looking at the amount of seed that you have, and I'm going to give you the opportunity today to pay taxes on your seed instead of paying taxes on your crops or your harvest here six months from now. Your choice, you do whatever you want. And, you know, the farmer's looking at it, and he goes, well, the value of seed is X. He goes, and I know with this seed, I'm going to get a lot more from my harvest. So if you're really going to give me that opportunity, I think I'll choose paying the taxes today and allowing my seeds to continue to grow and grow tax-free. If you're Mr. IRS, you're going to allow me to do that, I'm going to take advantage of that. And that's really what a Roth IRA allows you to do. It allows you to pay taxes on that money that you have today and then allowing that money to continue to grow and never having to pay taxes on that in the future when you pull it out. So that's one avenue to look at for a strategy for your RMDs. Strategy number two is a, what I call a QLAC. Now, this is a qualified longevity annuity contract. And basically what this allows you to do is it allows you to kick the RMDs down the road. I like this for two reasons. Today, okay, in 2019, there's some limitations on how much you can actually put in there. So it's the lower of whatever number. It's either 130,000 is the maximum that you can put in or 25% of your value of your retirement accounts. So this is basically what we're, what that's saying is let's rephrase that a little bit. Let's say you have 520,000 in, in retirement accounts. You can put 130 into a QLAC, or which is 25% of that. If you have $600,000, the 25% doesn't come into play. The maximum that you can put in is, is 130. Now, same, if you have a million in your account, you can only put in 130, whatever's less, 25% or a maximum of $130,000. I'm sitting there, why, why, why would I do that? Well, there's two reasons that I, I would consider doing that. Number one, you're kicking it down the road till, till age 85. And why I like this is because mortality credits kick in. And even though you haven't paid taxes on that money, and you will have to pay a little bit of tax money on that in the future, your mortality credits, what an insurance company is going to pay you, the income value of that is probably going to be somewhere, basing on today's dollars, 8 or 9% of that account value is what they're going to pay you on an annual income basis for the rest of your life that you can't outlive using a QLAC strategy. So that really just allows you to put that money away, 
create a whole other income stream later in the future, allowing your savings to keep up with inflation and making sure that you never have the situation where you have more retirement than money. So that's one of the other reasons I really like the, the QLAC strategy. Another third, number third strategy is a, what we call a LERP or a life insurance retirement plan. Now, what this idea here is to uh, utilize life insurance, and I would probably recommend using something, looking at, or if you're going to look at a uh, type of an insurance policy called an IUL, Index Universal Life Policy. What this policy will allow you to do, and the, way, the, the, the idea here is to take amount of money and maybe over the next 10 years pay the life insurance premiums. So let's just say for an example, hypothetically, you know, I've got, I want to pay some taxes on this money right now. And, you know, I've got $700,000, you know, in, uh, in my retirement fund. Maybe I want to take out, you know, 300 over the next 10 years. So I make a premium payment of about $30,000 a year for 10 years. I stop making the premium payments. And once I stop making the premium payments, I'm going to reduce the death benefit in that insurance policy so that money is not paying for the death benefit, but it's allowed to, to grow and percolate based on the index returns. Because again, it's this, we said this was, a, was an IUL type policy. Now, I let that sit there maybe five, six, seven, eight years, depending on how early I start this. And then again, I can start taking loans against the value of that account. And that creates another income stream for me where I'm actually taking those loans out and using that income and I'm not having to pay taxes on the loans, only if I exceed the policy. But, but looking at that, that's another avenue here of saying, say, hey, let me pay the taxes now. Let me grow this in, in, into a different way and creating another tax-free income stream with my deferred money now. So those are the three strategies I think that you might want to consider if RMDs are going to be a concern for you in the future. Number one, converting them over to a Roth. Number two, looking at the possibility of using a QLAC to defer some of those RMD payments and get a much better lump payment in your future. Or taking a look at a life insurance policy or what we call a LERP, life insurance retirement plan and putting funding some of that money, again, paying the taxes now, paying the premiums today with the after-tax dollars, allowing that money to pay, get, create an income stream for you in the future that you will not have to pay taxes on. Again, thanks for joining us this week. If you have any questions about any of these types of strategies or would like to ask any other questions, feel free to email me at info at billdeckerins.com. Com, as you also see it on the bottom of your screen. And again, until next week, look forward to talking to you. Thanks for joining us on this week's edition of Insurance Solutions for Retirement. Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday.